Hello and welcome to another episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Newman, and uh, welcoming you into another Burner episode. Burner episode is one of the the first 10 episodes that I'm putting together this podcast. It's mostly going to be pretty short episodes, getting used to some kind of podcast format. They'll make it into a feed eventually, but maybe not right away. Some of this information may be dated. Right now I'm checking out the Dust to Dawn Frameworks remix uh, on the Emancipator Dust to Dawn remixes album. You just uh, put it up on SoundCloud the other day. I've been uh, having a good time listening to it. I'll put some on the background for a few. Probably fade it out eventually. But uh, progress has been made so far today. I finally got the podcast feed up and running and uh, and then submitted that into iTunes. And so that should be, I think I, I got um, a response saying that it, that it was there and it existed and was ready to go. So I was able to uh, add that feed to my iPhone and pull it down on the podcast app, get a download to work successfully. And uh, it's working pretty well right now. I thought it was kind of neat. So I uploaded a bunch of the archived episodes that I have of the uh, OSU and Review podcast I put together back in 2008, 2009, and 2010. And there's like, I don't know, I think I put together somewhere around 30 episodes of it all together. I probably have 20 episodes available or ready to put up uh, online. I think a few of them were put together at studios on the university campus and maybe just ended up on air there somewhere. And then uh, disappeared once the, the online hosting stuff that existed back in 2008, 2009 ended up disintegrating along with a lot of that other Web 2.0 stuff. You know, that's something that's really interesting. And what I was kind of surprised to recognize, uh, I've seen it, uh, you know, for a long time, like with TwitPic and a handful of other things, is or with MySpace. I mean, you just see all these uh, things that you invest a lot of time in, these digital properties, these websites, uh, especially back in 2006, 2007, 2008, when everything was just kind of exploding with all these new, you know, inventions that were sort of coming out. Um, but over time, a lot of those just ended up disappearing. So a lot of the, the podcast hosting companies that existed back in 2009 ended up just uh, totally failing and not being around anymore. So all those podcasts that I put up um, are gone at least from whatever feed they existed in. So they were no longer aligned anywhere. All the links that I had up for it were uh, were broken, and those were from old imported blogs in the past. So what I did is I put, uh, built a new feed. I think it's like billionumanphoto.com forward slash podcast forward slash feed or forward slash feed forward slash podcast. Who knows? But, uh, but that's not important anyway. It's just billionumanphoto.com forward slash podcast. And that gets you to uh, just the one main single podcast feed. I'm just going to put everything all in in one spot, at least for the time being, or until I come up with a, another more specific and different show. Um, but even at first, I think that the first handful of episodes of any new podcast will just show up in here as some kind of alternately labeled uh, podcast, but it'll still be in this feed. Um, so excited to get the uh, the feed up and running. It's kind of, it's strange to see how much easier podcasting is now than what it once was when I was uh, just starting to do it. I probably would have uh, would have understood more about, well, I think it just a lot of those tools didn't exist at the time. I didn't have the ability to put together a WordPress site so easily or do um, do like virtual hosting this simply. That was like something that was much more difficult. I remember for a while, like putting them as audio files, like as like a band's song file on a MySpace page back in like, I think it was 2007 when I first tried to record something. And that was a that was a strange project. I put a bunch of stuff up on YouTube. I put 
a few things up on like mypodcast.com. I remember there's a bunch of silly sites like that or Podbean. Terrible ideas and names for, for companies. I don't know who said yes to that at the time, but uh, a different different day and age, I guess. Um, but I remember they'd always add strange advertisements to the beginning of your file. So when you'd like click the, you know, the, the web streaming button or the, the hosting button, it would have some weird commercial bit for that company on it. And I guess it's fair for them to do, but I never really liked it. And it always just sounded cheesy and corny and definitely decreased the experience that their users would have. And that's probably why none of those shows ever really did anything. But every podcast, you know, doesn't have any listeners. So it's pretty difficult difficult to do much with it. I think uh, now the benefit is that in 2015, there's so many more places to, to place things on the cloud or to have cloud storage or cloud distribution that it's a lot more more simple. Um, I mean, just putting up a, a feed today was way easier than it had been in 2008 when I first tried to do stuff. I think at the time it kind of ended up that iTunes just wasn't going to be an option for me um, because it would cost me something somewhere that, you know, I just couldn't really do. Um, but I put together back in the day, I put together the show uh, called OSU interview. It started with a, uh, with like a class project that I did for a new media communications entrepreneurship class that I had with Ron Seymour back in, uh, I think it was winter 2008. I think it was winter term 2008. I was a freshman and I decided that I was going to do a podcast project um, and have it be uh, topical stuff about OSU. Um, or I think yeah, we were supposed to put together some kind of entrepreneurial business plan project. I was interested in podcasting at the time. It was 2007, 2008. It was kind of new stuff. So I thought I'd put together or write up some little company idea about it. And it was cool. I had no idea what I was doing at the time, though. And I listened to a handful of them today, and I'm, I'm pretty bad on the air. This is really quite a bit easier now to do. It's kind of strange how that happens over time. But at the time, I didn't really have enough stuff to talk about or expertise on the topic. So it's really difficult for me to just freeform frame a conversation around Oregon State University News. I remember it was pretty difficult. So I sounded like some sort of weird 1920s radio announcer, just like way over affected and for no reason at all, uh, which I'd probably still do. I'm not a very good reader, which I uh, kind of recognize today. Well, I just wasn't a very good talker at all. I was listening to an episode, one of the last episodes that I did with, uh, with my friend Timmy. We put it together uh, in my room in Corvallis and I just sound like I'm not even present at all. <laughs> I'm not even in the room. I'm just like totally making it up because I probably am so nervous to be trying to talk to something on the microphone. But it's really strange. It's um, it's kind of a, a strange thing. I was listening to uh, to Duncan Trussell and Mark Maron talk about this today on a podcast where they were they were uh, talking about the skill of performing just to a microphone and kind of letting a, a soliloquy. Uh, just sort of go on and then deciding that that's worth going up. And I remember really having that problem when I was uh, when I was working on stuff uh, in my little studio desk back in Corvallis when I was trying to put together OSU in review. And I had a, I had a deal with KBVR, the Oregon State University um, radio station that's in Corvallis. Um, I set up a deal with them that through OSU I'd, I'd have an internship class for three credits for the term where I'd produce a podcast that was about OSU events and that podcast would be a half hour long and would be delivered once a week for the term to uh to the radio station there and then aired as a broadcast radio show from i think like 8 30 to 9 a.m every tuesday i thought it was pretty sweet i thought it was cool 
I think there's probably a lot more that could have been done with it, but, but KBVR at the time was pretty limited in skill and ability and really what it was was motivation or drive to really get anything done. And for me, that uh, probably took the wind out of my sails a bit too. But worked on that thing for for a couple terms. I think I milked like four or five credits out of that in college and I put together, I don't know, just a, I don't know, 20 half hour episodes of OSU news that I scraped from uh, from the OSU uh, daily barometer, which later, a year later, I, I ended up working for um, as a photographer. That's where I did like um, a little bit over a year of, of work as, uh, as a uh, they called it a photojournalist. I guess it was a sports photographer and sign taker picture of her, um, which, which was kind of frustrating, a whole other um, frustrating side of the OSU student media resources. But um, put together like uh, 20 episodes of that show um, up through my junior year of college. None of them were ever very good. But they're uh, all archived on the Billy Newman Photo podcast feed, uh, which I'm excited for. And I think it's good that they're, uh, they're going to exist somewhere. And then after that, I'm going to start uh, just kind of plowing through some of these burner episodes. And I'll post them up there, um, you know, somewhere at a time. I'm, um, I'm thinking now, I guess changing gears a little bit, thinking now about uh, a few other projects that I'm going to work on. Hey, Marina, thanks for making smoothies. I'm doing a little bit of practice podcasting. That's great. Ooh, there's whipped cream on this. Seriously? Yeah. Thanks, Marina. Ooh. Pretty good smoothie. Thank you, Marina. Yeah, so changing gears a little bit. Um, thinking about uh, this other project that I want to want to kind of get going soon. The uh, the Billy Newman Photo website's wrapping up. I have a couple of ideas for some little camping and video projects that I want to try and put together over the summer. But there's another project I was trying to do. I want to do something around um, astronomy, and I didn't really know how to approach it. Uh, but trying to trying to figure out a way to get into it for a little while. And I know that I'm pretty limited on time most of the time, and following through with a lot of um, professionally structured commitments that I just do for myself and I'm not paid for have kind of fallen by the wayside in the past. So I feel uh, timid to try and commit myself to too much all at once without ever trying any of it. But I want to try and do a project that involves uh, astronomy or talking about astronomy. Um, but I think the way that I want to get into it is, uh, is by sky watching. That's what I'll probably uh, brand it with. But uh, I think astronomy is too obtuse of a term or too difficult to understand. And I'm not an astronomer and I don't really know much about astronomy and it really wouldn't be me talking about astronomy. What I want to talk about is constellations, what planets and stars are up right now or that you can see from at least the perspective that I'm in and, uh, and see if I can get better about communicating about astronomical terms. I always liked stuff like the cosmos and uh, just stuff about just real information about skies and sky watching. Uh, I think the sky is one of the coolest things. So I want to try and get into that a little bit, um, try and figure out a way to frame a, frame a show about it, but I think it might be better or it might be more plausible for me to try and uh, conceive of a format that's based around at least some information that exists outside myself. The problem with the Billy Newman photo, 
podcast feed um, is that a lot of the time it's going to be difficult for me to have enough uh, interesting news to bring up. It's just uh, solely based around whatever I'm up to or whatever I'm interested in. So I was thinking about uh, about doing this daily, weekly uh, sky watching podcast, uh, maybe a half hour long or so. Seems to be decent so far just to give through. But doing a sky watching podcast, it's about uh, some of the stuff that's up. And then I want to try and put together a little website that would uh, that would correspond with it. And a little, a little Snapchat page. I think Snapchat would be cool to use to try and promote it. And a little Vine page, because I haven't really used Vine before for anything. But uh, I think it would work pretty well. I'm trying to figure out uh, how to produce the media for it. I'm not really sure yet. I was thinking it could have a photography component, since I like doing photography. Maybe astrophotography would be fun to spend the summer. Just go out for a few nights, build a bunch of constellation photographs or photos of planets, and then try and demonstrate that on uh, little photos and media or talk about it in podcast or something. I'm not sure what we could do, but uh, I'm interested in doing something like that. It could be educational or more structured, and it'd probably take a long time to figure out the format of that as well. But I think that uh, that part of the community, at least in uh as far as I'm concerned, is underserved. I don't think there's a lot of good resources out online or a lot of good, uh, I don't know, at least a lot of good resources or good personalities out there for uh, for stuff about sky watching or information about that. There's a, lot, a few things and brands that sounded similar, but they seemed like they've uh, kind of taken a back seat since like 2012 or 13. I think it's like when the last last time I looked, I was looking around for other podcasts that are associated with sky watching today. There's a handful of other things that are, I think, a lot more about about astronomy or about uh, daily astronomical news. It just kind of is all encompassing, but it seems like a lot of, you know, older folks that are enthusiasts and I don't know, like a ham radio operator, local telescope volunteer or something um, that are, you know, putting together uh, stuff as they can, but I want to try and put together something that has a little bit of a design edge to it um, So I can like use it as a, a way to put together photographs myself and put together a more modern looking website resource that uh, Maybe I can market or just kind of put together as a project as like a complete project to demonstrate um, Stuff that I can do. I don't know. I think it'd be fun though. I have a couple ideas for it. That'd be Kind of cool. I want to use something that's a little bit more whimsical, like a little bit or a more whimsical art style to it. And I like that. I try and do that with, you know, some of the photos, but those are all realistic or photographically things that exist. And I'm thinking with a sky watching thing for uh, for like art design, I want to try and do something that's like a little bit more of a, a whimsical look or font to it. I'm not really sure what that'll mean. Most everything so far, like if you look at all the fonts on my website, they're all going to be like a Helvetica new. Everything's really tight and clean and straight. And with this, I want to try and do something that's a little bit more earth-grown and fun. Um, but I'll try and see how that project kind of comes together over the next couple of weeks. Depends on how motivated I am or how inspired or what I think of that I can talk about. I don't know if yet if I know enough stuff about astronomy to really get into it. But I've gone through the whole, uh, the whole setup of stuff enough times with people that there's probably a few things that I could talk about. Like I was just learning about, uh, what was it? I guess it's kind of related to astrology, but really astronomically, I think is what's more interesting about that because a lot of people kind of confuse the two. And that's especially important when we start talking about sky watching as opposed to uh, astronomy. And so the difference or the differentiation that I make with it is that astronomy is going to be about the sun is made of helium and then kind of describing the physics behind how that works. And my perspective, or I think 
the physics of that is very fascinating, really interesting. And I'd like to talk about that as much as I'm educated to. But since I'm really only an enthusiast, what I want to talk about more is um, just what is what is up right now, like what what's going to be in the night sky tonight and what's interesting or what's happening. And there really is often a lot of things that are visible or uh, possible to look at or things that are possible to know. So I want to try and get into that, like different constellations that are out, that are out there. I'd like to answer a few questions myself, like where the constellation names came from, how they were decided. And there's a, there's like a scientific community agreed at sometime around like the 1920s on a set of, um, kind of, um, well on the set of modern constellation names that we have, but those all were also based on uh, very old traditions that people had. They go back a really long time. So I want to, want to learn about, I think it was the, uh, like uh, somewhere in Persia or I guess it was in the Middle East that a lot of our uh, star names come from like Deshuba and Alniat and Antares. Um, I think all of those names are um, Arabic. That's what I had heard last. So I want to go into to detail and kind of find some information out about that. I want to talk about stuff like uh, what just happened with Jupiter and Venus and try and understand better myself or like today how there was uh there was uh, just the flyby and the first the first real photograph of pluto was taken today in 2015 which is pretty cool and it looks cool it's like re- a really sharp image my understanding is that over the next couple of days there's going to be um, a handful of other photographs that are transmitted back from the satellite and it's really exciting i think it's uh really cool that we finally get to see pluto you know i mean so far i remember even in high school all we had of Pluto was just like this weird fuzzy little dot. That was the best that we'd ever done. And then now we've got like a thing in orbit right next to it. And uh, I remember when they, when Mr. Early had talked about this back in, I don't know, 2000, when, when did I take his class? I think it was 10 years ago. I think it was 2005, 2004, 2005 is when it would have been. Wow. I think that's when the, uh, Cassini had just arrived in Saturn when we first got those images back at Titan. It was the first time. It's crazy. Now in 2015, first image is a Pluto. So it's strange to see that there's a, there's just so much more to explore. Or what? I think we've had now 60 years, maybe 70 years of, um, you know, a space program. We just today got our first images of Pluto, you know, which is uh, largely considered something that's, uh, well, at least a significant part of our solar system, you know, being in the Kuiper Belt, even if not classified now as a planet, which uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's planetoid. It's There's probably a couple other things that might be out there, even even further out in orbit that are around Pluto's size. Or uh, what's, uh, what's Pluto's moon's name? Charon? Charon? C-H-A-R-O-N, I think. It's about, what do they say, like 60, 70% Pluto size. It's pretty interesting. That there's like a dual body out there that orbits around itself. But that's kind of my interest is to try and put something together about um, about sky watching, about stuff that's out and visible, or things that uh, I can get photographs of and explain. Think about doing something like trying to photograph Jupiter's moons and and then talk about that. The other big installation of this is going to be uh, like Snapchat and Vine. And I mentioned that a couple of minutes ago. But my main focus with that was to try and uh, try and do something that was marketing 
and media related with with both Snapchat and uh, and Vine, so they don't really use them. The reason I, I guess I bring Vine into it mostly is because uh, I think they have they have embeddable um, videos. So once I build a video for something, I can embed it on the site and then have that also be a media asset on the site that would be um, simple and possible and useful and shareable. Um, so I think that, that might be a good way to sort of leverage uh, Vine content that I make, which might be duplications of Instagram or or uh, Snapchat pieces that I try and put together. But that's kind of the hope is uh, to do something like that, build a little Vine library, something easy like, uh, I don't know, explain what, what the star names are or constellation names, if I can do it. But probably do something like that, like just every day, every day a constellation. I figure that'd be useful, but we'll see what I'm, what I can come together or what can come together, you know, over the next few weeks. First off, I'm just going to try and build up a format for this show. I think first, I think this is episode 10 here. And I guess by now I'd hope that I'd um, have a little bit more of a format together. At least I can talk for 21 minutes and not be super concerned about it. I guess that's good. But if I had uh, like an itinerary or understanding that I had four beats to hit, something like that, I think I'd be a lot better off at this point. I don't even know if I have an endpoint. It's just sort of a rambling effect. So that's where I think I need to have a little bit more structure. I think it would just help the help myself, help myself perform the show a little bit better toward an audience. I was thinking about working with Periscope a little bit, but that it's kind of proven to be difficult or uninvolved for a little while. But uh, I don't see really a reason why there's not much more I could do there. I mean, uh, if, I, if I'm talking about this uh, this space show I definitely try and use Periscope to uh, to run some some audio out or some audio video out I'm not really sure how Periscope works yet though I haven't really learned if I can uh, have a channel like a line in microphone into my iPhone or into my iPad and then have that duplicate the audio that I'm recording here through uh, through my sound equipment so that it can get like a clean audio signal signal out on Periscope all at the same time I think it'd be cool but it might take something more uh, more advanced than all this to do uh, to do something that complicated. We'll see. Anyway, this is uh, episode ten of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Again, this is going to be one of the burner episodes that'll be part of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast feed, which has now gone live today, as of July fourteenth, two thousand fifteen. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the podcast. <laughs>